When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm Michaela Oakland, and we're so happy to have you here, uh, joining us in our car for this lovely little late night. Mm? Well, it's pretty yep. actually. It's early today. It's sort of an early afternoon drive. Mm-hmm. We're recording earlier than usual, like three mm-hmm. three. I said I was going to say three years earlier than normal, three but three hours. Years? Would you believe it is the year 2020? Would you believe? Wait, a funny story about the year 2020. Which I, I I gather doesn't sound like a funny lead in because 2020 wasn't funny, but boring year, famously, right, famously <laughs> not the best year. But um, okay, so I was um, I was at the Iris tour movie last night, and <laughs> this girl comes up to me and she was like, "Hi, I'm so sorry. Are you Ellie?" And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, I'm so sorry if this is weird. I'm really high right now. I can't tell if this is super weird. And in my head, I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, she, right? I was like, she's like, maybe she is like, uh, she follows me on something. She listens to the podcast. Right. I don't know. So I was like, oh my God, no, it's it's really not weird. Everyone around me was like, it's not weird. Like, you know, being super, <laughs> like trying to be super chill about it. And then she was like, it's a little weird. Um, I think we dated the same guy. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, did we? Uh, that's crazy. Because I'm looking at her and she's not like, where you thought this was going. Not at all. Um, partly because she's she's easily got five, six inches on me. So I'm like, sl- mm. no, going through the roster, I'm like, who <laughs> who could have dated somebody that is that much taller this- than me? <laughs> And you're I was like, like who's above five seven <laughs> literally i was like who have i ever dated that anyways um so i was like oh that's crazy and she's like well yeah it's just um i wanted to come up to you because when we dated he talked about you all the time and like you were like a, a character in our relationship like we would go places oh. and be in groups and i would be there as his date and he would be talking about the fact that he <gasps> dated you. And I was like actually mortified because I was like, who of the anyone I've dated who would do that? But also like, who, who, you know? So I'm like, oh, my God, who? Like, who was it? And she says Is a name. Is this even someone you dated? <laughs> well, this is what I'm thinking. So she says a name. And I was like, who? And she says the last name. And I was like, first name, last name. Oh, okay. 
it's a guy that was friends with my old roommate that I went on one date with in 2020. Uh, One date with in 2020. We didn't even like talk. We didn't like we like made out like there was nothing. He's name dropping you. He's just he's oh my God. He thinks that like this is going to make him so much cooler and so desirable. But I literally felt so I was like, I feel so bad for this girl because I genuinely know what it's like to like have another girl be part of your relationship and feel like you're always comparing yourself to that person because of the way the guy is talking about her. And to come to find out, like, I don't even hardly know this person. Like, I don't know this guy. Like, did you tell her that? Yes. I was like, we literally hung out twice. Oh, God Like, if even like we went on (laughs) one date, uh, we maybe kissed. Like, I don't know. Like, that's literally crazy and she was like That's oh my god I mean, i've heard of that before like um chrissy's awful ex used photos of them together on his tinder as like a way i don't even know like maybe partially because it's like ooh, this is like a feminist girl and like i dated her and it like makes me look good or just like because they have internet clout they think it's gonna make that like their association is gonna make them seem more desirable i don't know it's it's that's so weird so weird and it would be weird like no matter what like and i feel like it happens all the time to people like i feel like it happens mm-hmm. no matter it doesn't matter if you have like a following or not it just happens it's just weird that like somebody in the world like had this like uh, you know had this history with me in their like in their life and she like she went through this all this time feeling this type of way and like not knowing that it just like wasn't true um Uh, it makes me wonder though like was he did he make this a bigger thing in his head because he genuinely thought there was more there or was he making it up on purpose no but he was like he was the reason it didn't go anywhere like I did. I was interested. But then he, it was like during COVID and I found out he was like hooking up with like multiple people every weekend. And I was like unsafe and gross. Ew. So I was like, yeah, I'm obviously not talking to this person ever again. And I didn't. But like it's not because I was like, you know, it's not like he thought that there was something there and I didn't. It's like, you right. know, you were given a fair shot. It just, just never like was that else. much of a thing. It just was never yeah. really a thing. It never took off because you're a whore and that's that's a valid thing to be it's just like okay. and i've always said that and, and I've, I, I've always said that it's just like i don't understand and then it's like oh this poor girl but yeah and she was like wow i feel so much better and it makes me really happy because he sucked and he was like a terrible guy to date and now I feel we need better. to interview this man we need to be like what do you think happened were you lying to this girl or are you delusional Right. Like, what happened there to you? To you, what happened? Because it's 50-50 to me. You know what I mean? Like, either delusional or he's thinks it's cool and is, like, blowing it out of proportion on purpose or something. I don't know. The way she was mystified that it was literally one date, like, I was like... That's well, crazy. then he had to be lying because he doesn't right? even have that many memories to pull from to be constantly talking about you in this what relationship. What could you be talking about with me? Like we literally, I truly went and got drinks one time. Oh, my God. There's crazy, crazy. people out there. There is. That's like, that's a, a real fear is that there are people out there, even if I actually have dated them. 
<laughs> talking about the fact that we talking dated. Talking about the fact that we and dated. That's happened to me. That's happened to me with people I did actually date where I've gotten like messages um, from people just being like, oh, yeah, like he was weird about you and like brought up blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, well, like I wish that he wouldn't let anybody know we were ever together, even though we were. <laughs> I I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird that that will happen. I don't also want anybody that I dated to talk about me at all. Also, mm-hmm. I was they should just disappear. like, who? I really, truly was like terrified for the name that was going to come out of her mouth. So for it to be yeah. like just some random guy I hardly even and like I got I follow him on Instagram because he was a friend of my roommates like I you know like in a social setting (laughs) you gotta unfollow him sort of like actually immediately you you can't like he can't keep using this as like a like look she follows me still like he can't um speaking of the people's heights I sent you a message last night. (laughs) Did you? And I asked you if you um, knew a person, a man's height. And I sent the message and then you just said, no, I don't. And then I was like sitting there waiting. I was like, she's going to ask why I asked. You said, (laughs) you didn't even say his height. You literally said, did you ever meet this man when he was dating our friend? Oh. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. And then I fell asleep. I, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't trying to be a bad friend. I just No, I know. But it's so sleepy. You know you weren't. No, you we weren't. Cause like I could have just told you why I was asking, but in my head I was like, she's gonna be so she's curious. Gonna she's gonna she's gonna wanna know why I'm asking. And you were just like you just never said anything. You just answered the question and you it's stopped nope. replying. And I was like, God damn, she's winning the don't give a fuck war. I and that's what people have been saying about me for a long time, that I'm the winner of the IDGAF war. Like that's To be clear, I wasn't asking I wasn't asking for anything related to myself. No, I didn't think so, um, to be fair. <laughs> I didn't even know they dated. I don't know if they, like, dated, dated. I, another one of our mutual friends. So, one of my friends, who's, like, 5'10", might be going on a date with him, but she doesn't know the other friend of ours who dated him. Like, mm. they don't know each other. They're in separate right. universes. But she's 5'10", and we couldn't tell if he was short. And she mm. actually met him or, like, knows of him through our other mutual friend who does know the friend who dated him. You know, this is very co- complicated. But but I know that you know those friends. And I was like, maybe Ellie met this person and knows his height. No, I don't. But our, friend, mm, but our friend is tall, and she doesn't date guys right. who are short. Yeah. That's big. You That's have to remember huge. that sh- she is quite tall. Um, oh my god, representation for the tall queens on this episode. <laughs> hey, five ten girls. Hey, hey five ten girls. Speaking of tall girls, so mm-hmm. many cute pictures. Oh Tom. yeah, I was also going to say lots no. of cute <laughs> pictures of Taylor and Travis this weekend, holding hands oh, yeah. and such. Him holding <laughs> yeah. her arm like a football. That is so Loved funny his to jacket. me. Loved his jacket. Loved. <laughs> Honestly, I loved his overall vibe. I was like looking at his his fit and then her fit. And I was like, I would wear her fit. So I just need to find a man who dresses like that. He dresses really well. He does. He's cool. He's got cool style. Um, But yeah, the movie is amazing. And if you didn't have the opportunity to see the tour and you're really sad about it, 
Go to the fucking movie. It's literally, I mean, minus all the screaming, like it's such a, it's so good. It's, it's like being there. I cried several times. Well, I'm just happy that there was such a good opportunity for all the Swifties out there to really get their fix and for affordable rates. I'm happy for you. That sounds really fun. It sounds fun to be a Swiftie. And it is fun to be a Swiftie. I love, I do love being a Swiftie. I love being part of the community. And it was cool to be there with um, just so many people. And everybody in that room was like, I love Taylor Swift. And everybody knew all the words to the songs. And it just like felt nice. Um, I had, so a lot of stuff has happened, by the way. It's been like two weeks. Um, and it feels like it's been a lifetime. So some of the stuff that, I want to bring back up is forever ago, but I had a fight with Chrissy. Okay. <laughs> and, um, well, it wasn't like a fight. Ba- <laughs> Basically what happened is she put some of my nonstick and like wooden stuff in the dishwasher. And so I just, te- I texted her and I was like, hey queen, like just so you know, the <sighs> nonstick stuff and wooden stuff isn't supposed to go in the dishwasher, just so you know for next time. And she replies like, oh, okay, gotcha. And then I go, because yeah. it can it can injure them and it can cause issues for them. And she was like, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and then I just reply, okay. Because, okay, because here's the thing. I expected her to just be like, oops, sorry, my bad. You know, I was like expecting a little sorry. Like, <laughs> right. So I go, okay. And then she's like, is mm-hmm. everything okay? <laughs> And then, I, and then I went, yeah, I was just letting you know because it damages them. And then she, <laughs> and then she goes, girly, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> and then she, and then I don't reply because I, I just like, I'm like, well, I'm being dramatic. I just need to wait five minutes and then I won't be annoyed anymore. And then she's like, mm-hmm. can we, can we please talk about it? And then I had to go talk to her and we had to talk about it for an hour. <laughs> An hour about the pot? Well, we weren't like fighting. It was like an hour of us being like, I'm so sorry. That was so petty of me. I don't know why I was being like passive aggressive or whatever. It was stupid. But it the reason it made me think of, um, because my okay was passive aggressive, but it was making me think of fights that I had with an ex where like they wouldn't have admitted that the okay was passive aggressive. Mm. And it would have become a situation of like, why are you so upset over me saying okay? Like, I can't say okay. This is all because you said okay. <laughs> right. And right. Um, and then Christy and I were talking about it. I was talking to Brandy. And she was like, no, honestly, like having friendships is how you learn to lovingly communicate and like have conflict and resolve it and get better at that kind of thing. Because I don't know. It's just it's so funny how different it is to have someone be like, yeah, my message was really passive aggressive. I was just being pet, you know, and it's nice. Yeah. And I was like, this is such a different kind of disagreement than the ones I've had with people I've dated. It is funny. It is funny how your your point about like, okay, would have been like a huge fight and then like yeah. willfully misunderstanding exactly what you were saying. Like, you know that the problem wasn't the word okay. The problem was that there was an attitude. It was sent with evil energy. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and I yeah. own that. I own that. I wanted I wanted an, ooh, oh, oops, my bad. That's all I wanted. Yeah. But she, like, I don't, <laughs> she didn't mean to not 
apology like it wasn't that big of a thing she was like oh yeah i gotcha and (laughs) she didn't expect that you would want an apology for that right she wasn't reading my mind she wasn't because i and as mm, and people are not able to do that and i worded it in a way of like it's no big deal at all just so you know for next time (laughs) and she said i will know that for next time and you said why didn't you say sorry you know it's funny i was um I've been I I've like sort of been seeing somebody and we were talking yesterday because I realized I was like over explaining stuff like mm-hmm. to to like a crazy degree where I was like I would be like he'd be like oh I, I have to I have to get up and like go to the bathroom I'd be like no and then I'd be like but you know you actually can get up if you want to like I, I'm not like actually like holding you here like you can do whatever you want and I realized and I, t- I told him this morning I literally was like it's because I dated someone who it was like dating a genie where like he would take the things I said really literally and then tell me I was like being manipulative and like holding him hostage in the bed. So I'm like, oh, I'm being crazy. Like there's no reason for me to communicate like this. I'm communicating in a weird way because I dated someone who communicated in a weird way. And it's nice to learn how to communicate in a healthy yeah. way. How long <laughs> after you say no did you wait before over explaining yourself? Like, it was like, it was like right away. <laughs> like, and it wasn't just that. I mean, it, it's been everything. It's like, he'll be like, yeah. oh, I should probably go home and, and get sleep instead of um, staying here. And I'll be like, no, you should stay forever. And then he'll be like, and then I'll be like, but, you know, I really, I want, I would prefer for you to get good sleep. And like, you should, you should leave, you know, if that's what you really you need have to agency. do. I would never hold that against you. And I'm not codependent, by the way. <laughs> I'm not codependent, by the way. And you have agency. <laughs> and he's like, okay, crazy. Like, <laughs> you're so real for that. <laughs> Like, Thank you. It's so funny how much it presents <laughs> itself from like a past argument or a past whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like because even though you know that that person was being a jackass and like you joke about <laughs> the fact that he was being a jackass in those instances, it still mm-hmm. sticks with you. Like there's still this yeah. lingering like almost manipulation where you've convinced yourself that that's true even though – you know it's not, you know? Because I remember having situations where I thought, okay, if I, I, I'm going to word this in a certain way because mm-hmm. if I don't, I know he's going to take it like this and then it'll be a fight or a whole thing, you know? And instead yeah. of... So instead of just being able to say, for example... Uh, this is like the, the best example I have is I, I remember that I had wanted to tell him that sometimes on Saturday mornings he should stay and we should get lunch instead of leaving right away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know that I have to word this in such a way that he's not going to be like, well, you said like, you said that that's what you wanted. So I have to stay. You'll be mad at me if oh I my leave. God, like, yeah. And it's just it's like, it, so it, it sticks with you because you're like, you just don't want to ha- have that irritation and like that fight and like that mm-hmm. like feeling misunderstood, like you're trying to communicate with someone and they're not understanding is so yeah. frustrating. I was having some similar thoughts the other day where I was like, I I wasn't even about someone I'm currently seeing, but I was like, I should avoid in the early stages of dating someone saying I miss you because I remember that that makes people feel burdened. (laughs) I haven't, this entire time I've been like, 
can't say it. Can't say I miss you. Can't say it. Because he's going to be like, that's actually really manipulative for you to say that. Like, that makes me feel really bad. And there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I'm on tour right now. I can't I can't see you. Like, I'm, you want me to feel worse about it? Like, no, I'm just saying I miss you. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just saying I miss you. I'm not allowed to miss you. That's crazy. That's one of the craziest things in retrospect that we, we were not allowed to say I miss you in those relationships. It was so much, I think a lot of it was like, why do you feel so guilted by me just existing? Like, how just do existing. I pull out so much guilt within you? Like, you know what I mean? I don't get where. Why? And if you feel like guilty, you mm-hmm. should examine why that is. Because it's not me. I'm not doing that. You probably feel guilty because you're a bad boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But no, that's so funny. <laughs> can't, can't say I miss you. It's manipulative. <laughs> can't say I miss you. You can't say like would love to spend more time with you. Would love to get lunch. <laughs> not say would love to spend more time with you because it's like, oh, I, that means I'm not spending enough time with you now and you're mad at me and Right, like you're no. reading between lines that weren't there. Like you don't have. There were like, no I'm, lines. There weren't any lines. <laughs> you there were no lines. But yeah, no. My ex would always be like, "Well, I know you, and I know that this is actually coming from a place of, of something uh, else, uh, like something uh, deeper." <laughs> yeah, what's really going on? And then I confuse myself. I'd be like, "Is this because of is like?" <laughs> And it's like, oh, yeah, you're getting you're like convincing yourself that maybe there is something wrong. Well, like um, this weekend we were at this restaurant and I have a hard time eating in front of people. And it's a whole thing. And you know that mm-hmm. I also am somebody who gets nauseous. I get nauseous. And then my brain says you're going to throw up and I, I have to move. Otherwise, I will throw up. And like it it comes on really quickly and suddenly. And it's really embarrassing. And I, I hate it. But whatever. So. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm with this guy we're talking and he, he had brought up something about his ex, um, or he was like, oh, I should have told you this, but blah, 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 told me something. <laughs> imagine, but literally he told me something about his ex, but he had been, he had been talking about this. And before he started talking about that, I had already been nauseous. And then I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't say anything because he's going to think that I like you know and I was like literally and that made it worse because I'm already anxious and like so it's like all compounding on itself and then I was like um I'm so sorry can we I'm just so sorry I just got so anxious can we just like go and walk and then he's like he's like are you sure you're okay and I was like I'm okay he's like is it because of what we were talking about and I was like I literally on my life it is not like I want you to be able to talk about things and like not feel bad about it at all I just got really anxious being where we were and feeling trapped for a second um mm-hmm. and he just he just took me at my word and, and wasn't like beautiful. actually i know you and although, you're being although, crazy although i do need me a bitch who throws up when i mention my ex that's so funny that's like that's <laughs> I wish, I wish that that happened. Like, no. I, I think you guys could get past it, like, if it did, because it would be really funny. I honestly and genuinely think he would not care if that is what happened, but it was just really embarrassing for me overall because I was like, no. Okay, but what people need to understand 
Well, is it no? Mm. You, is it a is it a terminal illness that you have? What, what do we call what? that? No, <laughs> no. What is it? Oh my god, chronic. Chronic, right? You have a chronic. terminal. Terminal means I'm dying. Okay, and you would if you couldn't get surgery. Mm, but in many ways, we're all dying of a terminal illness called life. Whoa. Yeah, so you do have a <laughs> chronic illness as well as yeah. anxiety. So I feel like you have so many reasons to be nauseous and f- feeling bad, <laughs> like sick-wise. And, yeah. In many ways. Yeah. Like, normalize throwing up on a date. Normalize throwing up. <laughs> and I've done it many times, unfortunately. But no, I didn't end up throwing up because we went outside and then I, I felt better. It was just really hot in there. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. we both we both have been traveling. We both have been seeing our families. You went to Chicago and I did. I, I overlappingly went to Colorado. Is that a word kind of overlappingly? Went to Colorado, which is why a, there wasn't a word, yeah. Wasn't an episode last week. We've been busy girls. Um how was Chicago? You went to a marathon? I I did. My papa, my father, he ran a he ran the Chicago Marathon for the second time, mm. which was very impressive. I'm sorry, I just got so hot. I'm just like sort of taking my sweater and wearing it as do a cape. You need to do um, it. Yeah, thanks, Queen. Because then we started talking about throwing up, and then I got, <laughs> I got yeah. nauseous. You know, throwing um, up in front of me wouldn't change our relationship whatsoever. I know that. It would end the episode for today. But. For today, yeah. But, you know, we <laughs> be That's okay. The extent. Yeah, he ran it and it was very impressive. He finished in five hours and 40 minutes, which, like, why a person would ever want to run for five hours and 40 minutes could not tell you. But that's a pretty decent time. It's like a pretty, like, median time for running a marathon. Can I be honest? I think I kind of get it. Because here's the thing because <laughs> running a little bit makes you feel good, right? And so then I imagine that running more also makes you feel good. And then uh, the accomplishment plus the exercise in running makes you feel good. I think it's because it makes people feel good. I think it does. But the problem with me is running has never made me feel good. Never, ever, not once in my whole life. It's the worst thing in the world. I don't think it should be legal. Um, and yeah, but it was denormalize it, denormalize running, honestly, um, stigmatize running if we can. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, more people don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we don't need more marathon runners. Uh, It was, though, like kind of amazing. Like, I don't know. There's something I was like getting really emotional and like tearing up watching people run because it's like. Damn, like the indomitability of the human spirit or whatever. And like people were just, I don't know, everyone's families came out and was like cheering for them. And like then they would get so yeah. excited when they saw like their friends and family. And then there would be people running mm-hmm. that they had their names on their shirts. And so even if you didn't know them, you could say their name and be like, go Brianna. And, like it just mm-hmm. was really nice. That's nice. It was nice. It was, it that was sounds nice. Like fun. Mine was like a large family reunion, which we have never done. Yeah. Never, ever. Um, (laughs) I don't really, like I have one grandparent left and I hardly ever see her. Maybe once every six years or something like that. I mean, obviously for my brother's wedding, um, but it was her 80th birthday. So 
we decided to kind of make that the theme. And we did it near my brother's house where my niece is. And she was just born. She's so freaking cute. But <laughs> I had a really fun time. But there's also... <laughs> There's this element whenever I see extended family members that I don't really know very well, they'll like ask weird personal questions where I'm like, I know we're technically family, but like this, like this has happened twice now where someone I've maybe spoken to twice in my whole life, but is technically related to me. He came up to me and he was like, technically related to me. Um, he was like, <laughs> so did they ever find your friend's killer? And I'm oh like my just God. there making eggs. I'm <laughs> like, what? Like, and this was the topic he chose in was like, just no intro? I was like, I can't have, like, first of all, a normal response to this, a casual <laughs> reaction. Like, this is going to take me to a dark place. I don't know, like, if you think this is going to be, like, a bonding moment for Like, I don't understand what the point of bringing this up to me is. Like, I don't like it. it and it was random it wasn't like we were having a long talk and like we had been you know getting closer and closer and it had gotten more intimate and the vibe was like you know no i know exactly what you mean like more like you actually know each other and more not. personal I, yeah it's a little bit um it's not funny but there is something to be said for him going okay this is my this is my niece michaela what do i know about her okay let me leave with this one <laughs> Like that's unhinged. <laughs> I was, and it ha- that happened to my um my brother's wedding too. Like a r- distant relative oh my who God. I'd met maybe once or twice came up to me, and I don't remember what exactly the question was, but they were just like, "Sorry, your friend died." <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> "Thank you." Like, what are you? First of all, the normal response to like a sorry something is it's okay, but it's not okay. It's like, not okay. So I'm yeah. like. So what do you reply? Like, okay, like I hear you. I don't know. Thank like, you, I guess. Thank you for saying that. Thank That's you. Nice for being of you to sorry. say. <laughs> so that random. That was a nice thing to say. Thanks. Thanks for saying. But it was that. really fun, and we watched football, and um, had a lot of good food, and played games. Um, did mm. some mafia, which I always love to do mafia with the group. And my niece is so cute, you guys. Like, it, I actually, for the first time, am seeing a baby and, like, wanting one. It's so weird and fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that is weird and fucked up. I don't think either of us should be having babies. Maybe I will, though. Maybe I will in a year. If you have a baby in one year, I will eat a jalapeno pepper raw. The last challenge was go on one date in six months, and I failed it. But this one is we have a baby in a year. This one, I'm, I'm feeling good about this one. You got three months. I have no, no, no. Wait, okay, Pre- to get pregnant. At least pregnant in a year. In give me a year to get pregnant. Okay, well, but you have to be, mm, you have to be showing. Okay, or so can all, you have to be at least three months? Can we do pregnant or married or engaged? <laughs> No, Damn. it has to be a baby. Okay. I want I want a friend group baby. I'm ready to be, you know, somebody who is near a baby sometimes. Well, because I'm thinking about it and it's like, oh, now if I have a kid, I'm going to be so much older than the kid. Like, I'm never going to be like the cool mom. I'm going to be the old mom. <laughs> You're not going to be the old. We're 27. I know, but like, I'll be probably 30 when I have a kid and that's normal. I feel like people shouldn't really think about children till their 30s anyway. <laughs> and I'm going to be 
like almost 50 when they're in high school. Um, yeah, that's true. My grandma was 36 when my dad was 16. So she was like hot. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't think that that was probably the right thing. Well, she was a little baby when she had a baby. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying I'm jealous of that. <laughs> I could, could have been me. Right, <laughs> right, right. And you know what? Could have been you. Could have actually can't go back in time. I could have done one year earlier. So think about that, Grandma. <laughs> oh, like my grandma. My grandma, nineteen, is nine. She was nineteen years older than my mom. So yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And then they had to drop out of college. Yeah. Um, I started a baking club. Okay, huge. With a brandy. And the first thing was biscuits. And next will be bread. And I think that if I practice for a year, I can go mm. on the Great British Bake Off. Okay. So within that year, you have to emigrate to the United Kingdom. And get pregnant. So and- now you are going to be <laughs> pregnant and British and a baker. Wow, a whole new life in a year. Yeah, so I just need to find a British person to, to marry. Okay, I think that's easy. And then I can do all of those things. I think they're pretty, yeah, they're pretty thirsty. <laughs> they are. Are there any Brit- British men listening? Oh, my friend Michaela is, for she's available. If you just look at any British man, you think, wow, they need a glass of water. You know what I mean? They look thirsty, yeah. And I think we all know that. And I think we always have. Oh my God, one more thing I learned mm-hmm. at my family reunion is that a lot of people ate or absorbed their twin in the womb. And then it's fairly common. And then they can grow a tumor that has teeth and fingers later on. Because Is this common in your family or is it common like around the world? Well, I knew about the, the tumor, but is it is it... Your family has eaten a lot of twins because twins run in families. I'm not going to say a lot, but so I do have twin, um, (laughs) I do have twin cousins and I won't say which family members. It's not me, (laughs) but a couple family members had, uh, like they were going to have, this was early on though. And then like the other one either became not viable or it was absorbed. And, like, who knows? That's, I'm sorry, really creepy that your body can do that. Yeah. That you could be like, two babies, never mind, never mind, just one, just one. It ate it. It ate the other well, one. because they want nutrients, you know what I mean? They see all those. I get that. Nutrients. And- juicy, juicy <laughs> nutrients. But, like, does that's, like, chill, you know? Like, calm down a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I'm sorry for taking it to a place of this. If you okay. or a loved one has absorbed eaten a, tune, a twin, t- <laughs> let us know because you are not alone. Yeah. Mm. Creepy. Twins are a little <laughs> weird. Like I not like if you know a twin personally, they're not weird. I just mean like the concept is weird that like we can just create. Yeah. Copy paste. You know, like that's weird to me. Right. Like the genes or the whatever, the sperm or the egg splits and then... But, you know, one of the two. Oh, fuck. What was I going to say? Oh, I know that dreams are so boring. I, like I know that hearing people talk about their dreams is so boring. But I had this insane... I'm really in a phase of having um, drawn out, dramatic, like storytelling like dreams. Mm. And I had this one where someone said that I had had sex with them. Mm. And when we had sex, I had bacterial vaginosis. <laughs> and because of that, they were dying. 
Like they okay. contracted something mm. from my bacterial sort of a deadly BV situation, yeah, which is killing them. And like, I found out that there was this whole group of people who hated me and blamed me because I had killed their friend because I hadn't like disclosed. And and I then for some reason I was looking at the paperwork of the health clinic and I was like, I didn't have it that year. I had it two years Aww. earlier. It couldn't have been me. <laughs> and I was like trying to redeem myself. And I would like to know. What do you think this means? Um, I think you are carrying guilt. Um, okay. Maybe you absorbed a twin in the womb. <laughs> you killed you killed that other baby, and now you're guilty about it. I think it's I think it's some kind of fear based dream. I think it's like a fear of something. Or like of people blaming me for something. The mob of people who think you did something wrong and, and you didn't. Oh, yeah. I, I honestly think that that's just a side effect of being on social media. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but I think no one's been mad at me recently. But I they have before, so maybe it was just like in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it stays with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do look up my dreams like a lot. I'm like really into looking up my dreams. I actually really like to write down my dreams we and then like think about it. We were doing that for a while. It. Yeah, we were doing that for a while. We were I sending each really other our dreams. Because I think like anything else, like astrology or tarot readings or whatever, to like take time thinking about a dream and like what your interpretations might be and like what it could mean, even if you don't end up actually getting it right, I think it can give you a lot of insight and, like, make you think of what your fears might be because, like, it's going to get yeah. you to uncover something. Well, it's like a, a Rorschach test, you know? <laughs> the ink flaw. It's like, you, yeah, like, you see it, you see in it what you need to see in it. Like, tarot yeah. and all of that is the same way. You see in it what you think you see. And your dreams, too. You can interpret it however you want to interpret it. And, like, that's the best way to listen to yourself, right? Like, if you're going to listen to anybody, try to figure out what your inner self is saying maybe a little bit. Could be on yeah. something. Honestly, we just came up with something really big. I think we should all tell each other our dreams. Start mm -hmm. a dream journal and tell us the yeah. best one. <laughs> yeah, you need to do it with a friend because usually people do not care about hearing your dreams. But if you word it in this way and you're like, we're going to try to interpret each other's dreams, then it becomes a bit more interesting. And like... Gotta say, I do care about people's dreams. I really, really care about people's dreams. Like, I want to know. Well, I love beautiful. hearing about what you're dreaming about. I'm like, ooh... Ooh, but you know what? I'm also into tarot and stuff, so maybe that could be why. I love dream interpretation, but I think a lot of the time people will wake up and like tweet about a very benign dream that they had because they're still in it and think that it was like more interesting than it was. And it's mm. like, oh, I had a dream that I went to school. Well, that you can also interpret like forgot my homework. It's like, whoa. Oh, my God. I always have a dream that I'm. Oh, yeah. Do you have um, recurring dreams? Because I always dream that I'm in college or high school. It's usually high school. And. For some reason, I don't know my schedule. And then I find out there's a class that I haven't been going to all semester. Yes, and so I'm failing yeah. it. And like, I can't mm -hmm. figure out what, how to get there. And like, oh, that is the worst dream. 
Yeah, I I think for me that one is because I always put stuff off and I'm suffering the consequences of it getting worse because I've put stuff off. <laughs> or like there's some kind of tag. Because I have started recently putting everything I need to do in a notes app. And I, since doing that, have realized that I forget to do stuff a lot because I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe that that was something I was supposed to do. If I don't, so I think in my head, it's like, yeah, but I get the teeth one a lot, the falling out teeth one. How do your teeth fall out? Because I always have the teeth one, but it's, they crumble out of my mouth, you know, like they don't, um, they like break off and fall out. Yeah, mine like, mine kind of either like break off or just get loose and fall out. I don't know if I've had the crumbling. That's interesting. Oh, like I'll bite and I can feel them like coming yeah. out oh it's a horrible feeling and i think those dreams suck because your body remembers the feeling of a tooth coming out you know like you know what it was like to have a loose yeah. tooth you remember what it was what it felt like to have them falling out and like so it's like you know what? i'm gonna make this really fucking realistic for you oh i hate that i hate that that's Anyways. so interesting how like because i when i woke up i couldn't even remember what bv stands for and had to look it up but my subconscious remembered when it gave me that dream it was like you know what this is she said you know about bacterial vaginosis <laughs> you've been there girl let's unlock this let's unlock this that's among this us thing. you know <laughs> hasn't had b- bacterial vaginosis and almost killed someone in your dream I don't think it can kill people IRL. No, it definitely can't, which is why I think for some reason I was treating it as like a really bad STD in my head, I guess. Mm. Like like that was how it was being interpreted because I haven't had an STD, but I have had bacterial vaginosis. So maybe my brain was just like attributing worse qualities onto that, like more dangerous qualities onto that and being like... <laughs> Anyways, girlies... Um, if you um if you're suffering with bacterial vaginosis, see a doctor and get some antibiotic cream up there. And um, no, I'll take your probiotics. This was like my first year of college and I refused to stop drinking and it was so bad cuz you have to stop drinking when you take you antibiotics. So I was just like dying. <laughs> Isn't that so sad? I was an alcoholic for a year yeah felt that's why i got mono because i had strep and i didn't let it heal all the way because i was taking mm-hmm. my antibiotics with alcohol yeah whoa yeah like a cool. fucking freak what is wrong with these children see and like we were so stupid can we you were believe so we were stupid. ever that stupid yes but i think about that sometimes and then i'm like oh and then like my grandma had a baby at that age <laughs> Exactly. And like, what if I had, I would not be a good parent. I wouldn't like, I would have been okay. Oh my God. I'm sure you would have figured it out. But oh my God, how stupid I was. And I also just, even if it's not like, ooh, I was so stupid. It's more just, I'm so much more developed now. And I have so much more figured out (laughs) that it would just be so much better. It would just be so much better. We're just, oh my God, should we be parents? Let's have a baby. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Do you guys want a car seat in the back of our late night drive? Oh, my God. (laughs) Cute. Oh, my God. A little car seat. Little baby hand being like, hello. Wait. So I have a little exercise prepared. So do you want to do a seatbelt check? Real quick. 
There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew, or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and you know your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. Okay, so we're going to do a little detour, a little seatbelt check. Mm-hmm. Okay, I came across this prompt, and it really rocked my world, and I wanted to pose it to you, Ellie, and to you, the listeners. Okay. Mm-hmm. This really fucked me up. Okay, imagine yourself unafraid. You have Mm. no doubts, no worries, no fears of the unknown. The things you used to worry about do not exist. What would you do if you had no fear? This really fucked me up because there's 
there's so many things that like I wish I was doing, but I'm scared to put myself out there and try to do. And I feel like when you hear this, maybe your mind goes career, maybe it goes love, maybe it goes a whole number of ways. But I I think why it fucked me up was because I didn't realize I had so much fear and that there were yeah. things I wasn't doing because of that. And But then I was like, well, if I was completely fearless, would I be doing things differently? And I would. Like, I would be putting out different stuff and not, not scared if it would flop or, like, if people wouldn't like it. I don't know. It was interesting to me. And if anybody else feels any kind of, any kind of, like, things, I think it's worth interrogating and trying to, like, write out those things and do them as if you were fearless and, like, get rid of that part of it. Yeah. I think that fear makes you stop doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I think that, like, part of growing up is, like, you gain those fears and then, like, mm -hmm. you lose that, like, carefreeedness, you know? Because you know the yeah. bad things that can happen. And so it's it's hard to let yourself do that. Like what we were talking about earlier in relationships. You've yeah, got these learned totally. responses and you've had things fail before and that hurt mm -hmm. and it sucked. And it's not a feeling of rejection that you want to experience again. Mm. So we, we, you know, we build up these walls. <laughs> we do. We build up walls. That sucks, though, doesn't it? It sucks to, like, know that I would be doing stuff differently if I, like, wasn't so, not so insecure, but, like, if I wasn't insecure at all, I guess, and, like, didn't at all care what people think. It's kind of an interesting question because it's not the same as what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Like, that's a different right. question. Like, yeah, this is just like, what is it that like, if you weren't afraid to fail, like you might fail yeah. still, but if you weren't scared of that, what would you do? That's interesting. Yeah, like when you hear about stuff and you're like, oh, that would be so cool to do, but and like you kind of push it to the side but it's like, well, what if what if you weren't scared to even try it? Like, would you do it if you weren't scared? I don't know. Not to harp on it, but think about it. A good little journaling prompt for the week. Yeah. Um, do you want to do our roadside attraction? I would love to do our roadside attraction, um, which is a completely sort of shifting. No, you know what? Actually, it's not shifting <laughs> gears that much. Because Wait, what she would you lived do? this. <laughs> she lived she lived that day. She was not scared. So our roadside attraction, if you look to your left, it's the world's <laughs> largest pile of discarded oysters. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw this because obviously social media has been kind of upsetting lately. And by the way, take care of yourself and make sure you are reading information that is correct. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. with Israel and Gaza, just um, we're keeping everybody in our hearts. We hope no more innocents are killed but yeah just i hope you're yeah. not having too hard of a time because social media has been really rough with that but there was a girl who went on a date <laughs> mm -hmm. in louisiana i want to say atlanta oh what was it was atlanta i couldn't remember mm -hmm. if, which I, one it was because i had to watch this video today due to the fact that i hadn't seen it and you right. had mentioned something about it so i i have the recent details um <laughs> Yes, so she was on this date, and um, apparently she ate 48 oysters, and then mm -hmm. was like, now what? So what are we having for an entree? <laughs> and the guy, like, left. He was like, I'm done. I'm out. 
he went to the bathroom and never came back. <gasps> it's so funny because he and he only ordered one drink and she was like and he left me to pay for his one drink and then um he sent her a text later that was like i can pay for my like i can cash up you for my drink 48 oysters that is so many oysters what would you do if you were not afraid maybe eat 48 oysters she was not on a date on a date my question for you is at what point in that date would it be too many oysters? How many oysters for you would be too right. many oysters? Yeah. Yeah, because at some point for everybody, it has to be too many oysters. Actually, I'll posit this. I think at some point, it, it kind of turns into a horseshoe. It's sort of a bell curve situation where oh. it's it's horrifying and then it's kind of impressive. And then it's like, whoa, you just okay. set the world record for oyster eating. That's cool. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually so true because, yeah. but, but then, but then it's like, but if you're paying for it, then maybe not. If you're paying maybe for it. Maybe it doesn't horseshoe yeah. horse if you're paying for it. Right. And to be fair, I don't like oysters and I think that they're disgusting. I don't either. Yeah. And I don't want to watch somebody slurp them down. I have no idea how many oysters is normal. I have no concept of that because I've never ordered oysters had oysters, enjoyed oysters. I know like for mussels, it's a large platter of them. I do mm-hmm. like mussels, but I I know that it was very expensive and I know that he asked if she wanted to get drinks and that was sort of the expectation. It wasn't, you know, preferenced as a 48 oysters and then an entree kind of night. Also, can I just say, Atlanta is inland, is it not? Like, where's the closest place that you get oysters from in Atlanta? The Atlantic Ocean? Whoa. Because I don't know that I want to eat inland oysters at all, let alone 48 of them. They had to have been sitting on ice for a while. Atlanta's in Georgia, correct? Yes. Oh, I suppose there's a coast, right? Shout out to one of our birthday pigs, Georgia. Georgia. Shout out Georgia. Yeah birthday pigs <laughs> i was like is that what it is yeah it is it's been so long you guys it's been two weeks that's a long time i'm forgetting all of our lore um do we have any final thoughts about oysters about the oysters? i just love the way that she told the whole story and really didn't try to change the details to make herself look better but still was kind of unaware of the fact that she was being a little bit silly um, yeah, you know, like, all of my support to that woman because was she wrong? Yes, but was she wild and free? She was. And maybe all of us should be more like her, you know? Maybe more of yeah. us should be unafraid to suck down life in the way that she sucked <laughs> down those oysters. <laughs> so, should we call this episode sucking down the oysters of life? Yes. You know how people say, like, the world is your oyster? Okay, suck it. The world is your oyster and you are its pearl. Yeah. Um, Do you want to do a traffic report, queen? I would love to do a traffic report, queen. Oh, my God. Okay, so we have a cleaning lady that comes, like, every two weeks. She's a queen. She's Mm -hmm. a star. We love her. And she cleaned my office and she had stacked my um, tarot cards in, like, an interesting formation. And I was like, huh. I wonder what's going on here. And it was like she 
she made three little piles, and so I flipped them over because I was curious. Um, huh. And it was... Is she a tarot queen? I don't know. It was the Wheel of Fortune, the Queen of Wands, and something else. I think this. Sorry. Yeah, the Queen of Wands and the Six of Wands. And I was like, I wonder if that's like a reading for me that I should be paying attention to. I think it is. You think so? I think she did that for me on purpose. And she said, "You You need this message, girl." You know in shows when, like, a mystical being enters the body of, like, mm-hmm. a blue-collar worker and they tell you a little secret? Yeah, I love that trope. <laughs> I feel like that happens a lot. Like, I'm um, 17 again. Um, there was one with the spirit of Santa Claus. <laughs> this is a thing. Okay, I swear to God it's a thing. <laughs> No, it is. It is. Anyways, I, I'll I'll figure out what that was. Um, my reading from Bertha later. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, what's our traffic report? What's a what's the traffic? You know, report today. Um, okay, it's not so. It's not <laughs> looking great. But uh, today's card is the Nine of Swords, which looks a bit okay. intense. Yeah. To be fair, I'll say this: I'm having um, a a real bad. October and also like a good one but also terrible you know like there's just a lot going on and Mm -hmm. this card means nightmares intrusive thoughts (laughs) and mental confusion that's so me right now that's so so if you're struggling with some anxiety just like it'll pass but be aware of that and know that the Mm -hmm. universe knows knows that you're anxious and hopefully it'll just pass because nothing lasts forever good or bad so eventually it'll get better even if right now it's like a terrifying scary monster mess which kind of is that's so crazy because we did talk about that in our last episode where we're sort of in nightmare nightmare eras nightmare nightmare era yeah nightmare vibes um but Mm. we we send you all the support and Mm. like ellie said not every not every month can be a good month. It just doesn't make sense. It's not possible. You got to It's not possible. You got to sit and suffer sometimes or be neutral or just not doing that much. Yeah, that's You got to take the bad with the good, you know. Um but we love you guys so, and we would like to we shout out our birthday pigs Nathan, Curtis, Maya, Katie, Georgia, and Flower Pig. It's been a while since we've said your names. <laughs> does it feel like a long time for I mean, you guys or just for us? I'm curious. It, yeah, I wonder if it does because I was going to say it's been a hundred years, but it's literally it's been a like hundred years. Um, we will be doing some bonus episodes on our Patreon, hopefully one each of the next weeks at uh, patreon.com slash late night drive pod and if you guys have any topics that you would really like to hear from us please let us know the best way to contact us or get your questions on the episode is on the instagram late night drive pod and yeah we love you guys so 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 much i hope your october is better than ours and if you are also having a miserable a no good very bad terrible horrible no good very bad october um, mm-hmm. I hope it gets better for you as well. And I love you guys so, 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 so much. I hope you have a good day and have a good night. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope it's a great one. 
We will catch you on our very next drive. Thank you for coming to Late Night Drive. We hope you enjoy the drive. Ooh. I liked that.